Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to Babel on Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kuf Aleph of Masech Tapsachim, Daf 101. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. A lot of very juicy and yonim over here. Kiddush B'makum Suda. Who's ever heard of that? It's going to be a machlokas over here. Kiddush B'makum Suda. Shinui Makum. When you're eating in one place and then you go to eat in another place. Do you have to make a new bracha? Um, okay, we're going to get into different details on that. The bracha vatov v'ametiv comes up sort of in passing, um, which is when you're drinking wine and then some new wine comes out. Do you make a bracha vatov v'ametiv on the new wine? And the Gemara today ends with a shtickle cliffhanger for tomorrow. So what more can you ask for? In a daf of Gemara. We're going to start on daf Kufum and Beis. Three lines from the bottom. Osam b'nei Adam shekitchu b'beis ha-knesses. Wah. So you have some, so people, they went to shul on Friday night. And they made Kiddush Darin. Now, growing up, we didn't have this Indian. We didn't make Kiddush in shul. I don't know why. Um, I was learning with my friend the other day. And he didn't know I either. Because in his shuls, they always made Kiddush on Friday night in shul. Whatever it is, where I grew up, they didn't. But, so in a place where they make Kiddush in Shul on Friday night, so the Shaila is twofold. Number one, do you have to make Kiddush again when you get home? You already heard Kiddush in Shul, do you have to make it again? That's question number one. Question number two is that, well, you already made a bracha on wine now, so when I'm going to drink wine at home, do I need to make another bracha on the wine? Now, assuming that you're making Kiddush again at home, so then you're not because you're going to um, be making a bracha on wine on the Kiddush, unless maybe you could say, do you, no, I'm not even going to go there. Whatever it is, it's a question really of Shinu Makum, is that basically, if you're going to make a Kiddush on the wine in Shul, do you also have to make a Kiddush on the wine? If you're going to make a bracha on wine as part of Kiddush in Shul, does that bracha, from a technical brachos standpoint, also cover the wine that you're going to be drinking at home? Okay, so Osim b'nei Adam shekitchu b'veis haknesses. So these people who made kiddush and shul, Amirab yideyayin lo yatsu yidei kiddush yatsu. So says Rav, look, the yotze kiddush. You don't need kiddush b'makom suda. You don't need what does kiddush b'makom suda mean? It means to make kiddush right on Friday night. Uh, I assume we all know what kiddush is. Um, the bracha on wine on Friday night, where we also bless Shabbos. We do it on Yom Tov too. So, when you make Kiddush, do you also have to do that in the place where you're going to be eating? What if you just make Kiddush and you don't eat anything? What if, what if after Shul, I mean, this is, I'm sure this is probably already big machlokas. I don't know. But, just to understand, let's say you're at Shul and after Shul there's like a, uh, there, there, there's a Kiddush, okay? So, you make Kiddush and whatever. And then you go home. You didn't actually eat anything. So, when you go home, do you have to make Kiddush again? You didn't have Kiddush B'makum Suda. You may have made Kiddush, but you didn't eat anything. You didn't have Kiddush where you ate. So that's what we're saying over here. Is that That's what we're talking about over here. If you're in Shul on Friday night, and they make Kiddush, and you heard Kiddush at Shul, but you didn't eat anything, you're going to go home and eat. So does that Kiddush count? Says Rab, yes, it does. That's fine. However, he says, But he's not Yotze wine, meaning when he gets home, so while he doesn't have to make Kiddush again, 
he is going to have to make a bracha if he's planning to drink wine at his suda. So he's going to have to make a, bra- a bracha on that wine because the fact that he drank wine at shul, that doesn't matter because the Rashbam sort of paints it in a way of hesachadas. That kilu from the time he gets to shul to the time he gets home, he's going to have his mind on other things. He's not really, so it's going to be, since he's going to take his mind off of drinking wine while he's on his way home, when he gets home and drinks the wine in the suda, he'll make a separate bracha. However, according to Rav, he does not need to make Kiddush again. Says Shmuel that they aren't even Yotze Kiddush. So anybody who heard Kiddush in Shul, when they get home, they will have to repeat Kiddush because you need Kiddush B'makum Suda. And the fact that you heard Kiddush in Shul doesn't count because you didn't eat at Shul. When you get home, you're going to eat, you're going to have Kiddush B'makum Suda. And... Um, so you'll make Kiddush at home as well. Well, then according to Rav, if he's Yotze already with the Kiddush that he heard in Shul, well, then how come everybody, when they get home, they make Kiddush at home as well? Well, he may have heard Kiddush, but everybody else in his family didn't hear Kiddush. So he's going to make Kiddush in order to be Motzi everybody else in Kiddush. Okay? Now, according to Shmuel, who says that you need Kiddush B'makum Suda, so then what's the point of having Kiddush at Shul? Nobody's going to be Yotze. Everyone's going home to eat, and they're going to have to make Kiddush at home. The Kiddush that they make in Shul doesn't count, so what's the point? Well, because there are going to be guests. There are guests in the Shul, because there are visitors, people who are going to be eating and drinking and sleeping in the Shul. So we're making Kiddush for them. But nobody at the shul is Yotze, the Chiyav of Kiddush. When they get home, um, they're going to make Kiddush when they get to the Shabbos Suda. Vaz the Shmuel, the time of the Shmuel, and Kiddush al Makum Suda, boom. And Shmuel is consistent with his opinion, which is, in Kiddush al Makum Suda, you have to make Kiddush where you're going to eat. Therefore, you're not Yotze with the Kiddush in Shul. So so the Bnei Yeshiva understood from there, Hanimile, so the students figured, okay, fine, very good. In Kiddush Elif Makum Suda, great. So what's considered Makum Suda? What if I make Kiddush in my living room and then I go to my dining room to eat? Is it considered Makum Suda? So they wanted to assume that, yes, it would be. That Kilu, if you're in one building, so if you're at Shul, for example, and you hear Kiddush Darton, and then you go home, you're going to have to make another Kiddush because Shul is not where you're going to be eating. They're two different houses, two different buildings. However, they assume, the, the, the students assumed that one house, Kilu, if I make Kiddush in my living room and then eat in my dining room, that should be acceptable. Omerlu Rav Anun Ba Tachlifa. So then Rav Anun Ba Tachlifa responded to them and he said, There were many times that I was in front of Shmuel. That he would go down from the roof to the ground floor and he would make Kiddush again. Apparently, even within one house, um, you know, you, you wouldn't be able to change rooms, which is interesting. Okay, I don't know, I don't know that that's la'alacha, but uh, it's an interesting concept that even just going from one place in your house to another place, you would have to make a separate Kiddush because you didn't eat where in the first place in the house where you were. 
But Rafuna Sabra and Kiddush Shalat Makam Suda. Rafuna also says you have to talk and make Kiddush where you're eating, which is interesting because Rafuna was a student of Rav and he seems to be passing like Shmuel, which is interesting. Anyways, so Rafuna also gets on the Ain Kiddush Shalat Makam Suda train. The Rafuna Kaddish, because one time we know that Rafuna made Kiddush, and then the candle went out and he didn't have light anymore, so he couldn't eat. So what did he do? So he brought all of his utensils and things to the Beganone de Rabbe the Chupa of his son Rabba, Rabba Bre de Rafuna. Now, I, I think that what this means is not his actual wedding, because Mustama Rafuna would have been at his son's wedding. It means the Sheva Brachas. Okay, his son and his son and, and his wife, his son and his new daughter-in-law were having Shevabacha somewhere. Rafuna wasn't there. Anyways, it was a Friday night and his candle went out. And so he made Kiddush already. He didn't eat. So he just gathered up his things and, and went to his son Rabba where they were having Shevabacha and there was light over there. So he figured he'll just go eat there. V'kaddish midi. And what did he do before he ate anything? He first made Kiddush. So we see that Rafuna also holds that Yidavka need to make Kiddush where you're eating. And even though he had made Kiddush in his own home, since the candle went out before he had a chance to eat Epis, he went to his son's house where there was light and before eating anything, he made Kiddush again because he wasn't Yotze with the Kiddush that he had at home where he didn't eat anything. But for Abba Sovereign Kiddush Suda Rabba also says, that you need to make kiddush in the place where you're eating, and if you didn't, if you don't eat, you're not yotze. because Abaye says when we were by the house of master, i.e. Raba, when Raba would make kiddush, Omulani would say to us, make sure that you eat epis, out of concern that maybe while you're on your way to wherever you are staying, the candles are going to go out, I guess probably in the place where you're staying. And what will end up happening is, is that you won't be making Kiddush where you ate, because you heard Kiddush over here with me, Rabba. And unless you eat something, what happens if the lights go out where you're staying and you don't end up eating over there? In which case, and you won't be Yotze with the Kiddush that you heard over here by me, Rabba, then Kiddush Elif Makum Suda, because you have to have Kiddush Makum Suda. So we see that Rabba also holds that Yudavka need to have Kiddush where you're going to eat, and therefore he would recommend to whoever was with him and was planning to go back to eat wherever they were staying or in their own homes, why don't you eat something over here where you're hearing Kiddush? That way you know that you're Yotze Kiddush. And even if when you get home, the lights turned out and you, you might not even end up eating, as the Rashbam points out, at least you know that you were Yotze Kiddush over here, which is also interesting just in terms of the definition of a Suda. We're not really getting into details about what brach is or what kinds of foods, but just interesting enough already from here is that they're not like sitting down and having a whole Suda, Mamish, like a, you know, a big long thing. Rabbi says, look, just eat something and that would at least be considered um, Kiddush B'makum Suda. So, Kilu, if you, you know, if, if you're going out for lunch or something, but before lunch you make kiddush and you eat, you know, shtickle crackers and herring or epis, so, 
it sounds like from Rabba that that should already be considered enough. You make Kiddush, eat something, and then and then you yotze and and you yotze Kiddush, and then when you go to your friend's house for lunch or whatever, so then you you know you're already yotze Kiddush. You don't need to hear Kiddush again. You can, but uh, anyways, I'm not saying la'alacha. I don't know la'alacha, but um, I could hear the argument from here that maybe just eating a shtickle after Kiddush would be enough. Again, I don't know. Do you have to have mizonas? I, I I don't know. But it sounds like you, you, from here that you don't necessarily need to have a whole meal. Eni, is this really true that Rabbah holds like Shmuel? That in Kiddush of Mokum Suda, for Abai, but Abai said, that all of the uh, things of Rabbah have Ovid Karab, he would always paskin like Rav Levar, Me'anit Tlos, the Ovid Kishmuel, with the exception of the following three in Yonim that he would talk do like Shmuel. What are these three in Yonim? Matir, and by the way, none of them are Kiddush B'mokom Suda, so Mistama, we would assume that Rabbah holds like Rav regarding this. But anyways, so what are the three places where Rabbah Taka holds like Shmuel? Matir and Mibeged, Leveged, that you can take tzitzit strings from one garment and put them onto another garment. Umadlik miner liner, and when it comes to Hanukkah candles, you can light from one candle to another candle. Valacha Kribshim Bigreire, and the Lachas Kribshim, when it comes to Davashain Miskavin. Guys, remember Davashain Miskavin? A thousand years ago, right? Not exactly a million years ago, like Brachis, but definitely a good thousand. The Tanis will learn in Abraisa. Reb Shimon Omer says, Reb Shimon Gorer Adam, Mita Kisiv Esafsu B'Shabbos. Reb Shimon says that a fellow is allowed to drag a bed, a chair, and a bench on Shabbos with actually iskavin lasos charts. As long as he doesn't intend to make a, um, as long as he doesn't intend to make a faro. Because since it may happen, it may not happen, it's a davashin miskavin. If it does happen, he didn't intend it for, for it to happen. So, um, Reb Shimon says it's mutter. Davashin miskavin is mutter. So, so we see that, um, Rabbah paskins like Shmuel regarding these three things. However, Kiddush Makam Suda was not one of them. So therefore, I would assume that Rabbah Shataka hold like Rav when it comes to Kiddush B'Makam Suda and say that you don't need Kiddush B'Makam Suda. So, and for the Gemara, Kichumi Rav Hava Ovid Kikule Dirav Lava Ovid. Oh. That when we say that Rabbah would always paskin like Rav, it's when Rav was more stringent. Rabbah would paskin like Rav. There were three exceptions where Shmuel, where he paskin like Shmuel, who was more lenient. However, in general, he would pass him like Rav when he was more stringent. In this case, he's being more lenient. You don't have to make Kiddush again. You're already Yaitza. So, Rav didn't necessarily hold like Rav when it came to leniencies. Okay? Rabbi Yechanan Omar. Rabbi Yechanan Hot Gizok. Mm-hmm. So, Rabbi Yechanan disagrees with both Rav and Shmuel and says that not only are you Yotze Kiddush, like Rab, but you're even, you don't need to make a bracha again on the wine. So Kilu, he takes it a step further than Rab. Rab said that you're Yotze Kiddush, but when you get home, make another bracha on the wine you can eat with your meal. Says Rabbi Yochanan, that not only are you Yotze Kiddush that you hear in, from what you heard in Shul, but when you get home, you don't even need to make another bracha on the wine that you're going to drink with your meal, he feels that it's not considered a hesachadas. It's not considered, the, uh, you know, enough of uh, changing your mind. Okay. Of Kilu getting distracted and not thinking about the wine anymore. 
First of Yechnon, the time made Amr Bchonin Barabai, Amr Pedas, Amr Yechnon, Echad Shinuyayin, Vechad Shinuy Makom, Ein Tzarech Very interesting. So this is Rabbi Yochanan is, is consistent with his opinion, which is that when it comes to Shinuyayin and Shinuy Makom, you don't have to make a bracha. What's Shinuyayin? Shinuyayin is when they bring out new wine. So you're at a meal and you're drinking one bottle of wine. Baruch Hashem, you finish the new bottle of wine. Uh, you, you, you finish that bottle of wine, so they bring out a new bottle of wine. So it's different wine. So, Rabbi Yochanan says you wouldn't have to make a, 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 another bracha. Right, but the Rashbam points out, That's super interesting. So, the Rashbam points out, so what this means is that, according to Rabbi Yochanan, you would not make another bracha on the wine, Kili, you don't need to make a new Bari Priyagafen, even though it's new wine. However, you would make a bracha of Hatov Ametiv. Now, he then says, if the wine is better than the first one, which tends to be the standard, sort of like the default assumption of how the bracha of Hatov Ametiv works, that if you bring out a new bottle of wine and it's better than the first one, then you make the bracha of Hatov Ametiv. And maybe it comes from this Rashbam. Kilo, everyone learns Avi Psachim, they learn this Rashbam. He seems to be saying that Atov Ametiv is dependent on the wine actually being, the new wine being better than the first one. So you say Atov Ametiv, but, uh, apparently it's not so poshit. I think maybe even we see, we saw like a different opinion there. I think maybe the opinion of Rashi, which is that, um, it's, it's, I think maybe in Brachis that it's not necessarily about a better wine, it could just be about riboyain, the chef of wine. Kilo doesn't, you know, even if it's not necessarily a better wine, but wow, there's so much wine. We just finished this bottle. Oh my gosh, there's more. You make the bracha tova metiv. But anyway, so it's interesting to see that the opinion of the Ashbam is, is taka that it's about the new bottle of wine being better than the original bottle of wine, which may be why people, uh, automatically assume that that's how the bracha tova metiv works. Um, because the Ashbam is sort of the standard. This is the, you know, big sugya of, I don't know, I, these are the big sugas of everything over here, apparently in Arvi Psachim, Kiddush Makom Suda, Shinu Makom, all the great things. And over here he's mentioning that Hatov Ametiv is based on better wine. Very interesting. Meisve, we have a Kasha. Oh, but no, oh, I got so excited about Hatov Ametiv, I forgot about the important part over here, which is Vechot Shinu Makom in Tzarek as well as Shinu Makom, meaning in our case, we made Kiddush at home, uh, in Shul, and now you get home. So Rabbi Yochan would say you do not need to make a bracha on the wine that you're going to eat with your meal since you already made a bracha on the wine on the Kiddush and Shul and the fact that you change locations is irrelevant. Meisve, we have a kasha against Rabbi Yochanan, Shinu Makom Tzarech Levarech, Shinu Yainin Tzarech Levarech, that Shinu Makom, you do taka need to make a new bracha. And therefore, if you hear Kiddush and Shul, you would have to make Abracha on the wine that you're going to eat during the meal. Shinuyayin in Sarach However, if you're eating at a meal and they bring out different wines, you don't have to make a new bracha on the wine. Again, maybe a tova metiv, arguably. Seder. Tiyuvta, Rabbi Tiyuvta. So this is Taka Kasha on Rabbi Yochanan. Because Rabbi Yochanan says you do not need to make a bracha for Shinui Makom. But this Bryce seems to be saying that you do. Yosef of Idibar Oven, Kamedu of Chizda. So if Idibar Oven was sitting before Rav Chizda, okay, 
And Rav Chizda was saying in the name of Rav Huna. Mm-hmm. So Rav Chizda was saying in the name of Rav Huna that when we say that you need to make a bracha on Shinoi Makum, that if you're eating in one place and then you go to eat in another place, you have to make a new bracha. It's only if you're going from one house to another house. But if within one house, you're just going from one room to another room, so then you would not need to make a new bracha. So it says, so says Ravidi Baravan, oh, Rav Chizda, Take, we have a Brisa, which says the same thing. Well, if that's the case, then why didn't Rav Huna just quote the Brisa? Right, Rav Chizda was quoting Rav Huna, that Shinumakum is from one building to another building, but within the house, you make the same, you know, you don't need to make a new bracha. Ravidi Baravan points out that it's Taka Brisa, so why didn't Rav Huna just say it was a Brisa? So Rav Huna Masnisa Lo You know why? He didn't hear of the Brisa. He, he wasn't aware of it, so he didn't say it. Okay, say it. V'su Yosef Rav Chizda V'kavim Mishmei Denafshei. So now we have an interesting machlokas between Rav Chizda and Rav Sheishes. So Rav Chizda said, Hado Amat Shinimakum Tzorich Levarech. When we say that you need to make a bracha when you go from one place to another place, Lo Amaron, very, very interesting stuff. Let's read it again. When we say that if you go from one place to another place, you have to make a new bracha. That's only things that you don't need to make a bracha in their original place. The Rashbam wants to assume, I imagine that this is a machlokas, but the, the Rashbam wants to assume that what this means is even like an ala michya. So, Kilu, if you eat pizza in your house, and then you leave to go somewhere else, you're going to have to come back home to your house to make a bracha achrona on pizza. So, because you're going to have to come back anyways, well, if you go to your friend's house, and he also has pizza, you don't need to make a new bracha on the pizza since you know that you're going to have to come back anyways to your house to make a bracha achrona on the pizza that you ate at your house. So therefore, it's considered all one kvius. He didn't actually get up from the original eating as opposed to if you're eating like ice cream and then you go to your friend's house to eat ice cream. So... When you got up, you don't have to come back home to make a bracha achron on the ice cream. So, therefore, the assumption is when you got up, you got up. And that was that. And you weren't intending to come back. You didn't intend necessarily to have in mind that when you go to your friend's house, you can eat more ice cream. So, therefore, you have to make a new bracha when you get to your friend's house to eat the ice cream. But when it comes to something like pizza or certainly bread, something that you're going to have to come home, come back home in order to make a bracha achrona. So then... When you get to your friend's house and he also has pizza darton, you would not need to make a new bracha. Very interesting stuff. So again, When we say that you have to make a new bracha, that's only for things that you don't have to make 
a bracha achrona in the original place, such as ice cream. But something that you would need to make a bracha in the original place, let's just say bread, if you're eating bread, you would have to come back to where you were eating in order to make a bracha achrona. Well then, you do not need to make a new bracha when you get to your friend's house. My time I'll come the kivakama order because you're going to, you're going to be going back to your original kavias, right? It's not considered like you are done eating because you know that you're going to have to come back anyways to make a bracha chrono, so it's all considered like one big eating. Whereas if Sheshis' opinion is that whether you're going to have to come back home to make a bracha chrono or not, when you get to your friend's house, you're going to have to make a new bracha. So if you're eating pizza at your house and you go to your friend's house to eat pizza, you're going to have to make another bracha on pizza. But that's also assuming that um, pizza anyways is something that you would have to come back home to make a bracha achron on. But uh, let's just say something like bread, which is, I think, probably more widely accepted that you would have to come back to your original place to make a bracha achron up. So, says of Sheshas, even so, if you go to your friend's house to eat and you eat something dark and you'd have to make a new bracha. If you have fellows who were um, reclining to drink, okay, fine, and they uprooted their legs to go um, greet a chosin or a kala, meaning, so from the fact, as Rashman points out, that it says, that they had to like uproot themselves to go to a chosin and kala, it sounds like something that you would have to, that you generally speaking would make a bracha achrona first and finish your meal and go greet them. But because it was so last minute, you just kind of jumped at the opportunity to greet a chosin or kala that you didn't make a bracha achrona. So when they go out to greet the chas and kala, they do not need to make a bracha achrona. And when they come back to resume their meal, they do not need to make a another bracha rishona. But wait, when is this? That's only if they left an elderly person or a sick person in the house, aval, but if there was no zakin or chola left in the house, meaning if everyone just bounced, well, then in that case, when they leave, they would need to make a bracha achrona first. And when they come back, they'd have to make a bracha rishona. So what do we see? So we see that this is something that we're assuming that they were koveya on, something that they would have to make a bracha achrona bimkoman. And yet we're saying that unless there is somebody left at home when they leave, when they come back, they would have to make a new bracha. So we see that even though they were planning to come back to the original kvios, they still do have to make a new bracha. From the fact that we say that the davka uprooted their legs, so we're going to assume that that's talking about that they were eating things that they would have to come back where they were to make a bracha. And yet, only because they left somebody at home. That is why 
When they leave, they don't have to make a bracha achrona. When they come back, they don't have to make a bracha rishona. But if they didn't leave anybody at home, maybe it's also zakin and chola because like, um, maybe that's somebody who you're going to go back to. Anyways, if they didn't leave a zakin or chola at home, then when they came back, well, before they leave, they would have to make a bracha achrona. And before, when, when they come back, they would have to make a bracha, another bracha. We've shown a kasha of chizda. It's a kasha of chizda who says that if it's something that you have to come back in order to make a bracha achrona, then it would all be considered one kvias. You wouldn't have to make a new bracha. Shtickle cliffhanger over here. This gemara then continues basically to the bottom of kuf bezim with aleph. So we're going to stop here. Um, just, Hold your thoughts. See, see, you know, maybe now we can appreciate Rabbi Yochanan's opinion about Hesach Hadas. If you're going to think about other things between when you make Kiddush in Shul and when you get home to eat your wine suda, see if you could focus on this question, Mamish, the whole day until, until, uh, until tomorrow's daf. See if you can manage to avoid any Hesach Hadas. Okay. Where are we? Daf. Kuf Aleph of Masechta Psachim. Pretty awesome daf, right? So many in Yonim. Kiddush B'mokum Suda. Do you have to make Kiddush where you're eating? Rav says, no, you don't. Rabbi Yochanan also says, no, you don't. Shmuel says, yes, you do. And the minute seems to be that, that, that we do Kiddush B'mokum Suda. Shinui Makom. What happens if you eat in one place, then you go to another place? So, Rav and Shmuel say, that at least in the context of Kiddush, in Shul, you would have to also make a bracha on the wine when you get home. When you get home. Rabbi Yochanan says that you wouldn't need to make a bracha on the wine when you get home, but everyone agrees that it's because it's about Hesach Hadas. The Rav and Shmuel both assume that by the time you get home, you will have thought about other things and gotten distracted. Therefore, you have to make a new bracha on the wine when you get home. However, Rabbi Yochanan says that when you're going from shul to home to eat your Shabbos Suda, you're not going to be thinking about other things per se. Therefore, you don't need to make a new bracha. Um, we had discussed, even when we talk about Shinu Makom, does that apply to... Um, so, it's hard to tell exactly because we had uh, Shmuel who made Kiddush on the roof and then went down to the bottom floor and he made Kiddush again. But then we also saw a Brisa apparently that... Um, Shinu Makom is only from one house to another house, but within one house, um, it wouldn't be considered Shinu Makom. You wouldn't have to make a new bracha. So Mistam, we pass like that. We talked about Atova Metiv kind of in passing, that if you're drinking wine and they bring out a different bottle of wine, so you don't need to make a new bracha Bori Priyagafen. However, says the Rashbam, if it's a, if the second bottle of wine is a better bottle of wine, so then you'll say Atova Metiv. Okay. Fine. And then at the end, we, we left off with a shtickle cliffhanger with Rav Chizda and Rav Sheshes about what happens if you are eating a meal and let's say you had bread and you're going to have to come back to wherever you are right now in order to say a bracha achrona. But then you go out to your friend's house in the middle. Do you need to make a new bracha on the food at your friend's house? So Rav Chizda says no, because it's all one kvius. It's all one, you know, eating because you're going to have to come back anyways at home. So it's all one big thing. Whereas if Shesha says, no, I don't care that you're coming back to make a bracha when you get up and you go somewhere else, 
It's Shinu Makom. You have to make a new bracha. Um, friends, what do you think about Daf Kuf Aleph of Mesech Tapsachim? Pretty good, right? Peace out.